0: Bobby Bones, post-show, pre-show.
1: Let me ask you this question. The first-generation vaccine for COVID-19, as soon as it comes available, will you take it? I don't think so. You don't think so? I
0: don't think so. I don't, don't, yeah, I want a few other people to take it first, maybe.
1: I think I will.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, you can be one of the people. I know, we'll watch you. (laughs) Holla at me. (laughs) I think I will. Okay, yeah, keep me posted.
1: Well, uh, this whole poll at Axios... They're like, the total is 39% of people that say they'll take the first. It's lower than I thought. And the line is going down. Less and less people are confident in it because we're seeing it be political, not science-based. Yeah. There Yeah, is no reason we should be rushing out anything. I would feel if it comes this year, I probably won't. But if it's next year, even January, yeah. after the election, mm-hmm. have at it. Me. But I'm in the minority because, again— 39% of people said they'll take first. I guess I'm in that one-third. But I just want to have it and feel like a superhero. And go work everywhere. <laughs> it would be great. That was the first one. Uh, speaking of that, the NFL is fining coaches and teams for not covering their faces during games. The NFL is imposing fines of $100,000 per coach and $250,000 per club for violations of the league's mask policy. The first three to get fined, Denver's coach... 49ers coach, and then Pete Carroll, the Seahawks.
0: They're going to find ways to make extra money, huh? It,
2: is that again, it? Uh, That's funny. That's funny. There's no one in the stands. <laughs> There's no one in the
0: stands, so they're just going to start finding coaches. Because here's my thing. When I'm watching, I get all these people. I guess football's not in a bubble like the NBA. It is not. Okay. But they're all out there, all touching each other, tackling and whatnot. Are they getting tested?
1: hmm Okay, so. They get tested every they're, they don't get tested game day. They get tested, I think, Friday or Saturday.
0: Okay. Well, I don't know. You just think the money they have to spend on a fine, they would just spend on a test and be like, I'm not. I don't have coronavirus while I'm coaching. I want to take the dang mask off. Because for me as a coach, I would find it extremely frustrating not to show my players my face. If well, I need to put emphasis... Do you think they l- would play better or worse
1: based on <laughs> no, no, I, I just feel me. like if
0: you're trying to like get You know, your team, just, the running
1: game's just not doing that well. Check out the smile, kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's no, go.
0: I feel like a face can say a lot when you're a coach and you're hiding behind this mask and it should be safe for you. Like You should be equal to the people that get to touch and tackle because you're the coaches. Mm. I well, think it's a little ridiculous they have to wear masks and what do I know? But that's my... Thoughts.
1: I think the same. If the players aren't having to wear masks, right? It's weird. But a rule is a set rule, and With if you don't rule. go by the rule, you should get fined. I now, if they have a later discussion and they they negotiate where, hey, coach, but
0: I mean, I agree. You just change the rule. It just seems dumb. Like regardless of them getting fined, I was watching the game, and I don't understand why the coaches are having to wear masks when the football players are all over each other.
3: There's a lot
2: to understand about COVID, Amy. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. A lot of questions.
2: There's one coach that wears like a welder's match yeah. uh, a mask, you know, like a big old glass shield like over his Andy face. Reed? Andy Reid. And it's fogging it up the <laughs> whole time.
1: You can't see crap. Yeah, they should find him for that. Well. Uh, TV ratings, Emmy Awards dropped to an all-time low, 6.1 million viewers. I, I never think that it's actually indicative of how good or how watched an award show was because people just have more places to go. It's just a different environment.
0: Yeah, we used to just have We're, award shows to look f- forward to and it was such a big deal and there were only so
1: many channels
0: Yeah,
1: but now it's mostly we'll just see what happens we're kind of interested but if it's and also if you don't appointment watch this you're probably not watching the Emmys at all Mm -hmm. live stuff if you don't appointment watch it you're probably never getting back to it I don't see drop because you're seeing that with different country music award shows too although the ACMs did do well Um, but everything is going down because everything is splintering more and more just period you have more options obviously you're going to take those options Although sometimes I have too many options. Sometimes I pull up my Apple TV and it's like, first of all, do you want to go to Amazon or Netflix or Disney Plus yeah, or, Hulu. or do you want to go to HBO Max or do you, and I'm just like, first of all, I don't know. So I pick one and then it's like, here are 10,000 shows you can choose from then. Yeah. And I think I'm even more miserable with the options than I was when I only had four options. Because sometimes I can't find a show. I'll spend more time looking for a show than actually watching a show. Yeah, there's a lot of options, man. We started watching the first episode of Shit's Creek last night. And? Have you never watched it? Of the last season. Oh, the last oh. Season. oh, oh I thought you meant I meant the last season, because the Emmys happen, and I can also say the name of that show on the podcast, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Caitlin was like, hey, let's watch the last uh, last season. So we watched the first episode last night. I've watched all of it up until then, and I really like the show. It's just funny to me that that's the mom from Home Alone.
3: hmm
1: <laughs> Yes. That part to me. Oh, still.
3: wow. I just now realize
1: that. Yeah, I only realized it like a year ago. Kevin. And... Yeah, it's super funny. Like, that show used to come on Pop Network, season one and two, and I would see it on occasionally and I'd watch it because I know Eugene Levy from American Pie. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, oh, the American Pie dad's got a show. That's pretty funny. And then I started downloading the episodes on Apple TV, and then I kind of got into it and then kind of lost interest and really got back into it again. And <laughs> Then they win every Emmy, period. <laughs> so I have that. I wanted to do one other thing, too.
3: Here we go.
2: What? This is the Eugene Levy on... <laughs> with the apple pie.
3: when so American <laughs> pie. That, that was so funny. <laughs> We're on in a
1: lot of uh, cities in Canada, right? Uh-huh. So I go to Canada. Who's with me? Who went to Canada? Mike? Not me. What's Mike? So I go to Canada. I go to Toronto and I'm speaking at the National Canadian Radio Convention. And first of all, they're so nice in Canada that you feel like they're setting you up to mug you mm. or the, to rob you. But they're just that nice. It's not... Them be after a while, you just realized everybody's awesome, so much nicer over there. So, we're walking around. The local folks go, Hey, we're going to take you up to this really cool restaurant that you have to be a member of a club to get into it. But we know some people we pulled some strings would we'll go on up. So, we're like, All right, cool. We go up to this table, it's me, Mike D, maybe somebody from the radio world, like in the syndication company, a lot of Canadian folks. We're all sitting around a table. And so I see Daniel Levy, who's from Schitt's Creek, mm-hmm. Eugene Levy's son in real life yeah. and on the show, sitting at a table like three over from me. And so I get my phone out and I'm recording them like a creep. <laughs> By the way, this is like a year ago. Like I don't think I'm cool because occasionally I'm on TV. I'm still the same and I'm like, holy crap, I'm going to send everybody a video because I see you know, the guy from Schitt's Creek and I'm filming. And the waiter goes, uh, sir, you, you can't do that. And I was like, oh, sorry. But, I said, yeah, you can't record people in here. And he goes, you can't even have a phone in here. Oh. And I was just blatantly holding it up, <laughs> recording it. <laughs> Dang. But that's how fancy Swanky it was. And so he was embarrassing, in there eating lunch. Man. Yeah, he was in there eating lunch. Uh, let's do can you name the youngest sibling? Ready, Amy? Mm-hmm. John Michael Montgomery or Eddie Montgomery of Montgomery Gentry. They are siblings. Which one, which one is the youngest?
0: John Michael.
1: Eddie is 56. John Michael is 55. You are correct. Oh,
0: wow. They're a year apart.
1: One year apart. Who's younger, Brothers Osborne, John or TJ? Oh,
0: TJ's younger.
1: TJ is younger. He's 35. John's 38. Yeah. Miley, Brandon, Noah, and Trey Cyrus. All the Cyruses. Who's the youngest? Uh, Miley, Brandon, Noah, and Trey Cyrus.
0: Miley, Brandon,
1: uh, Noah. I don't even know who Brandon is.
0: Yeah, you do? I know, Tra- I know who
1: Trace is because oh, he was in a Trace. band. Miley, obviously. I mean,
0: maybe it's
1: Brandon. Uh, Noah is 20. She's but, the oh. youngest.
0: Yes, got
1: it. The oldest is Trace, 31. The Jonas Brothers, who's the youngest?
0: Nick, Joe, or Kevin?
1: Uh,
0: Kevin's the oldest. Joe... It's either Nick or Joe. I get Joe. It's
1: Nick. Nick's oh. <laughs> 28, Joe's 31. Okay. Is he 10 years younger than his wife? Don't know.
0: Morgan? I think so. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Priyanka Chopra is in her, like, mid-30s.
3: Have you ever seen her on anything? Yeah, yes. she's on Quantico. Oh my Quantico's God. good. That mm-hmm. show is terrible.
0: No, uh-huh. it's good.
1: Oh. Nick Jonas is 28. How do you say her name?
4: Priyanka Chopra.
1: She's 38. Ten years. She's 10 years older than him. She is a smoke show.
0: She oh, she's is. on Baywatch the movie too.
1: Really? Mm. So, what's up with this Quantico show?
0: Oh, it's been on for a while. It's yeah, over. I don't now. even know if it still has. No, yeah, it's, it's, over. it's over. But it's on Netflix. I think there's like five or six seasons. So she's in the training to Quantico. She's going to be in the FBI, and it's all about. But then she gets like her. plotted as she's a terrorist. Oh yeah, Good twist. Yeah. Is that twist? Yeah.
1: Oh, it's already gone a little bit. Wait, Carol Baskin on. You'll hear it later. Took it out of me. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scuba, did you ever hear anything back from anyone with Carol Baskin?
2: Uh, not with Carol Baskin. Well, with them, I'm setting up AJ and Monica. Okay. Um, and then Carol emailed me this morning after the interview, and I just wanted to thank her for her time. And she said, Thank you for being relentless. It's a quality I much admire.
1: And the interviewer was a real peach. Did you forget to say that out loud on the microphone?
2: Uh, Yes, and she said that Bobby Bones is a real peach. Thank you. (laughs) But I thanked you afterwards. I think you did a fantastic job with the interview. I really was impressed with it.
1: It was a delicate situation for me. I also don't think she killed her husband. So I hear that coming up. I think that's it for now. Uh, Amy's got a new episode of Four Things. It's the fifth thing, her email episode. Caroline Hobby's got a really cool... um, Stunt Woman. Stunt Woman did the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. So check out Get Real with Caroline Hobby. Those are two podcasts that I would encourage you to take a test run on if you haven't yet. Other than that, oh you know, on my Bobby cast this week, on Friday it goes up, it's a music podcast. But I put my I had an interview with my eleven year old niece to see what eleven year olds are listening to.
2: Oh, cool. And I had
1: her do her Mount Rushmore of her favorite
2: artists. Is it what you're listening to too? Uh uh-uh. uh No? Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> a little different? Yeah. <laughs>
0: She's so cute. For 11, she's very smart and, like, talkative and knows a lot.
1: Yeah, I think she had to grow up pretty quick in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you can hear that on the Bobbycast. You can subscribe now and listen to a bunch of episodes. But every week we do new music that's coming out that week, some music stories. Eddie and I will be talking about artists that never had a number one that are humongous artists. Mm, Legends. Yeah. So, all right, that's it. Check all that out. But right now, here's what you came for. Let me introduce you to today's show. Welcome to Tuesday's show. Why are you staring at me like I that?
0: Because you were just smelling your...
1: Here's the thing. Every mm-hmm. day, you know how in the morning you have your routines? Now I'm smelling and tasting just to make sure I don't have Corona. And Amy <laughs> saw me smelling because I, I put a little tablet in my water and it has a distinct smell. So before I go on the air, I go... Smart. And I still smell it. Okay. And I still taste. The problem is I have allergies so bad all the time, Mm. especially when it becomes fall, that I think every week I'm for sure I have coronavirus. And then I take a test and I don't. But every week I I just, I know. I would lose so much money. The lock this week would be that I have coronavirus. (laughs) You're going to bet that. But- I'll take another test today. I get tested three times a week.
0: And like, you're testing yourself all the time.
1: Well, with smell and taste. Yes. Which most people say before they even realize they have it, those
2: go away and that makes them even go get tested. Would well,
1: that either happen with you, right?
2: Yeah. And I'm going to be real with you guys. I don't have my full smell back still. <laughs> like I would say I got 80% of my smell back, but maybe this is just a permanent thing. Like maybe I just lost 20% of my smell when I had Corona. It's
0: crazy.
1: I would like it. If I lost all my taste forever. Bobby. But you'd, eat, you'd eat better.
0: No. All I would do was put
1: in nutrients. Correct. I'm not missing anything because it's like being never having TV. If you're like, man, I don't know. If you never knew TV, you wouldn't need TV. If I didn't have taste buds, <laughs> I'd be like, I remember they used to taste good, but now I don't need to put... All the bad stuff, all the processed sugar. I would just eat enough food to fuel me and be healthy. Oh. How li- how great would life be? It'd be awesome if you didn't have all the taste buds.
0: Oh no! Sure, I it's would an miss enjoyment thing. Oh,
2: see, Come guys, on. it wouldn't matter. You wouldn't even it, know what you're missing that's out, right? On. You wouldn't know. No,
0: you already know because no, you, you have tasted the No, but if you didn't have taste news. buds,
2: though, you wouldn't know. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is what we argue about
1: early in the morning.
0: Yeah, and I couldn't disagree more.
1: <laughs> I got a big list of stuff to talk about, but we picked that to start, which is pretty dumb. Um, you know, I passed a guy yesterday who was broken down on the side of the road. It was not a crazy busy street, and he was sitting in his car. So I said, hey. I rolled my window down and pulled up beside him and said, hey, man, do you need some help? Just asked him like that. And so he seemed extremely agitated that I even stopped. Now, my question is, in the time of everybody having a cell phone, are people even stopping anymore? Mm. Because you back in the day, 15 years ago you would stop because not everybody had a cell phone. And maybe they had no way to connect with other folks. I, and I think I would do it again because what if his battery was dead? What if he, I don't know. But now if you see someone on the side of the road, do you just think, oh, they're fine, they have a cell phone? Or do you still think maybe I should see what's going on?
0: I assume that they're probably fine, but it, it is nice to check. So. Well, he
1: was agitated at me. What did he say? I don't know if everyone thinks someone's going to rob you. Oh, maybe. Because yeah. I would have felt that, like, what's happening here?
0: Like, why are you talking to me?
1: But I pulled up and say, hey, man, you good? He's like, yeah. <laughs> sure, my car's broken down, but yeah. Amy, if you were broken down on the side of the road and a couple of guys driving by said, hey, we'd like to help you, would you let them help or would you like them to keep going?
0: If I needed help, I would be torn because I also have my instinct well, could kick in and think, Ooh, is it safe for me to be with these guys? I don't know. I want to trust them.
1: Would day or night affect your decision? A hundred
0: percent. If it was nighttime, Party I would be time. so scared. <laughs> oh <that's> a... <laughs> no, I'd be really, really scared. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, even if it was a uh, a woman, who knows? She could be the
5: her boyfriend you know, could the, be in the trunk. Exactly, yes, yes,
0: yes. like he's or er, the head of her, her gang could be behind, and she's supposed to come and get me.
1: I had a friend in college who met a girl out at a club once. Goes back to her apartment with the girl. They start smooching a little bit. And then she's like, uh, maybe I don't think I should be doing this. You should go home. He walks outside, and that girl's boyfriend jumped him
2: outside oh. the apartment.
0: It was a setup. Uh-huh. It was a trap.
2: That's terrible. Jumped him and robbed him. Dang. not that crazy? I mean, he was pretty vulnerable, I guess.
0: I do
1: feel like most people have great intentions and are trying to help. It's just a couple of those bad apples that make it, make it bad for everybody. And that's why the guy was looking at me like, he's about to rob him. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm like 40-year-old Urkel. Like, eh, do you need any help? I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Anyone in glasses? With glasses? We're all, we're all good people. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> so, who said it? And then I'll give you some options. Who said, I'll always love all my wives? <laughs> um. I will. Al- you can guess blindly if you'd like, but I'll, I'll give you some options. Who said, I'll always love all my wives? Take a blind guess, first of all, Amy. Donald Trump. Oh, what?
0: I don't know. They don't have to be all married at the same time. Okay. Right. I don't think it's a, a sister wives situation. I think it's somebody that's been married multiple times.
3: Lunchbox? Oh, I was going to think Hugh Hefner. Eddie? Henry VIII.
1: Okay, so now it's someone in country music. Okay, we're going to go to... Oh, wow, wow, wow. It- Oops. Okay, okay. Who in country music said I'll always love all my wives?
0: Jason Aldean.
2: Oh wow! I couldn't think of anybody else Mesh that mice. had been
3: divorced. Garth Brooks. Oh. oh gosh, 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 gosh,
2: gosh. Eddie? Oh, man. Um, I, I, I don't say
0: someone is dead.
2: <laughs> All the wives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go with uh, Possum, George Jones.
3: No,
1: eh, he's dead. Come on. Yeah, loser. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here are your options. You're no fun. One,
3: oh, two, it was one of those. It was Oh, no.
1: Well, I'm not saying it was or wasn't. Here we go. There are six options. Here we go. Oh, Number one, Hank Williams Jr. been married three times. Good okay. one. Hank,
5: why do you roll smoke?
1: Why was it... Blake Shelton married twice, but Gwen Stefani's probably next.
2: Because Blake was married before Gwen.
0: I don't know. This song is pretty clear. He's not going to love anybody. But
2: Wait. Her. He was married between Miranda and Gwen? Before, before Miranda. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He got secretly married. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: All right. This guy's married four times. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Trace Adkins. You're
0: gonna miss he has been? Yeah. You're going to want this back. You're going to wish these days.
1: Lunchbox guest Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks has been married twice.
5: Where the whiskey
1: Willie Nelson's been married four times. Another quad there. Really?
3: Geez,
0: I, I, mean, I could four times.
1: Blow and Randy Travis has been married twice. There are free wooden so of those options... Who said I'll always love all my
2: wives? Amy. Oh.
0: I guess I'll go Willie Nelson. He seems like yeah. he'd love them.
3: To all the girls I loved before. Oh yeah. interesting. Lunchbox? Man, I may change it up. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Blake Shelton because he had multiple. Hit two. But yeah, but when he says all, I mean, it, it makes me feel like more than, I don't know. I'm going, I'll switch to Blake. God. Eddie? Yeah, it's got to be more
2: than two. I'm, I, I did, had no idea about Trace Atkins, but I'm going to go with, I love all my wives.
1: Well, Lunchbox, you are not right. Oh. Blake Shelton's only been married twice. Gwen would be a possible third. Oh, that's right. But the answer is Willie Nelson. Whoop. In his yeah. new book, Me and Sister Bobby, True Tells the Family Band, he adds, quote, I've always said there's no such thing as a former wife. Once in your life, a wife never leaves. Willie's been married four times. Martha, Shirley, Connie, and Annie. One big revelation in the book is that he was still married to Shirley when his mistress and future wife Connie had a baby. Here's how Shirley found out. Quote, she saw a bill from a Houston hospital. It said the charges were for a baby girl.
0: That shows up on the credit card bill? I mean, bill? that's the
1: way it was back then. I don't think it was a credit card bill. I think it was a literal bill.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> that's
1: crazy, huh? Yeah. Uh, Willie Nelson was married first in 1952. Like, also, he's really old. Yeah, yeah. So does he get a little, like, just a little extra grace? Because you've had a lot of years to do this. <laughs> uh, Martha Matthews in 1952. Then he got married in 1963. Okay then he got married in 1971. So far, he's had all the decades. 50s, 60s, 70s. Didn't marry anyone in the 80s because he stayed married. And in the 90s, he married Annie D'Angelo. 90s, okay. 1991. Willie Nelson said, I'll always love all my wives. Amy, what if you saw a bill? For a baby?
2: (laughs) In another city.
0: (laughs) You know, I've wondered, and I even say this to my dad so I can say it on the radio, but I've wondered if I have other siblings that I don't know about you know, out there. Mm-hmm. Happened to me. I know. My dad's been married four times, and I know he's had more than four relationships.
1: Does he so. love all his wives? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I'd have to ask him. The second one, he barely remembers.
2: <laughs> oh, wha- <laughs> I've asked what? him
0: about it. <laughs> his <laughs> first wife had to tell me more about the second wife than he could, and then, because my mom had already passed away, so I couldn't ask her. I don't know about his, I would say his fourth wife's probably iffy. That didn't end too great. But I know he loved my mom, I think. I think he circled back to her eventually. <laughs>
1: <Wow>. <laughs> All right. There's a new app called Mole, and basically it lets you hire anonymous strangers to work as your spies. Oh. You go on the app when you want to see live video of a certain location. Whoa. And someone who's at that location or close will go over to it and live stream it for you if you want to see something going on there. It's crazy. So
0: it's like an... Uber
3: because it means but you, creepier. When you order if that's Uber, possible.
0: <laughs> someone's coming to you from yep. your area. So like that.
3: Do I get paid to be a mole? You can,
1: sure.
0: Obviously. Download.
1: Yeah. There's a new app called Mole. See if it's available to be downloaded now. Check the app store. And you can hire anonymous strangers to work as your spies. Again, you go on and you find on the GPS map the spot that you want. You can even give them specific details about what you want them to film. And there's someone who's near who gets a thing. Like if a, if a person's driving an Uber, bing. Oh, need to go over here, apartment 46A, and get my camera in the window. Let me see what's
2: going on over there. Oh, my goodness. So as a mole, though, you're just kind of – they check a, your location out, and if you're available to shoot, you can shoot. They say you can use it for anything from checking
1: your house when you're away mm. to seeing how long the line is outside of a restaurant or maybe you just want to be like no oh, i wonder what's happening at the old liberty bell m o l e yeah
0: i don't see it yet
2: mostly like if your partners cheating on yeah, you yeah
3: right it. now it's a bu- if you type in mole you get a bunch of stuff that will check your moles on your body yeah
0: health skincare techs, <laughs> mole scope and i might actually need
3: to use that for oh the mole <laughs> this segment the body. maybe just
0: saved lunch he boxes got <laughs> yeah he ends up going to the doctor because of it
1: here we go mole location vision service it's free. Oh, yeah, there it is. You can get it.
0: It's free? Yeah. No, the well, app is free to download. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah.
1: The app is free to download. It's got 3.6 review on the review. Huh. I bet up. you there just aren't a lot of people yet. It's probably like a dating app. Like, it takes a minute to build because mm-hmm. you need people there willing to date. It's installing.
0: Right. <laughs> the For your skin or for your...
3: No, no, the, the spy.
0: Oh, you found I'll, it? I'll be hired. I, don't, I got
3: time in my day. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey Ray when
6: you were
1: doing Uber You would just be somewhere And go bing Did it just give you close
6: options or far or any option The ones that I did yes They were two blocks away It would never put you across town That's why people go wait at the airport So you get airport type people mm. Maybe they're going to tip more Maybe it's more frequent guaranteed When you, you would pick someone up And they would only have a very very short ride Was that annoying to you Uh, The short rides, that's the best It was wham bam thank you man Because you still get that base pay And you can move on to another rider The long ones are not beneficial If somebody needs it across town And you wait in traffic You might actually lose money Did you say wham bam thank you man? Because that's what it sounded like Interesting I said it so fast (laughs) I don't know exactly what I said But yeah Huh do you have another lock of the week for me coming up this week? Do you have um, it yet, or are you still looking? Research definitely takes a couple more days. Okay, I'm still waiting on my
1: check from Raymundo from my winnings. <laughs> do you guys think I'll get it this week? No. Uh, no?
6: Nah, probably ne- next week, I bet. Next well, hey, ha- he has to call Bitcoin. <laughs> Transfer it. No, you'll have it. There, it doesn't do me any good to keep your money. I, I, don't, I don't like keeping debts. I, if I owe somebody, I pay them. You know the new iOS or maybe the new phone operating system? Have you upgraded
1: yet? No. Mm-mm. So a couple things you can do now. One, you can pin a text message to the top of your texts. So if there's a message you want to pin... Okay. Oh. Like, so that's one of the new options. There's also two where... like Do you see how my apps... I now have taken the big weather one and I put it up in the front.
0: Oh, cool. And you made it to where you can just see it? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool.
1: So... It took like 10 minutes and I got the new, is it? Pretty cool though. So far, so good. Does I'm it sure.
2: also tell you like if you go to your text, it tells you if that person is like on at that moment? Because I saw like some red oh, or some blue dots on people. Blue dots? Yeah. I don't because know. It's if
0: they're on their phone. I don't know. If
2: that's what Stop. it means. But Hold when on. I saw the blue dots, I'm like, this is dangerous. You do not need that. Well, there's
1: also a little dot that pops up in the corner. If someone has accessed your camera, that isn't you. Oh.
2: Huh? I've never seen that.
1: Well, because they say people are watching us through our cameras all the time. Mm -hmm. And Apple's like, all right, we got you. So they're putting up a little dot in the corner. If it comes on, it means someone's watching you through your camera. (laughs) That's crazy. All right, Amy. Are you on your phone? Yeah. Okay. I am on your text now. Okay. I said hi.
0: Hey.
1: Eddie, what do you see over here about this? So it'd
2: be like a blue dot, just not on hers, but like it just opened your text where you have all of them. Yeah and there should be a blue dot by her name.
0: Well,
1: the blue dot comes when she sends me a message.
0: Okay, no, yeah. no, no, no. He means... No, The Eddie, you mean this blue dot on the side? That means you haven't opened Correct. the text yet.
2: Okay, my bad. My bad, I read it wrong. Eddie, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's always I, I, been. I hadn't seen that before, and kidding? I noticed it's that. It's happened so you, forever, all of life. Every yeah.
0: time you get a message, it's got a blue dot until you open it, and once you open it, the blue dot goes away. Got it. And for oh me right goodness. now, I have 280 blue
2: dots. Oh, my... <laughs> The latest from
0: Nashville
6: and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 second skinny.
2: Runaway June
3: announced their Christmas EP. It's called When I Think About Christmas. The album will come out October 16th and featured two original songs and three classics.
0: Ingrid Andrus is releasing a deluxe version of her album Ladylike on October 2nd. The new album will be reorganized for fans to better understand the timeline of the songs, plus, feature a new version of her song More Hearts Than Mine with Little Big Town. I'm Morgan number two, that's your skinny.
2: It's time
1: for the good
0: news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good.
2: So there was a crew of first responders in California going through some of the wreckage of the wildfires going on out there. And they were in a, on a property going through like things that had burned. And they hear a little whimpering in the distance and they find a little puppy. I mm-hmm. Minor burns, little cuts and bruises here and there. But the puppy was alive and well. So, I mean, during the sadness of the search, you know, they find something really good. They returned it to the owners. Apparently, the owners had a bunch of dogs. They tried to grab as many as they could while the wildfires were coming, and they left one behind. But they saved it. They saved it, and they were reunited. You know, I was reading a story about
1: the wildfires, and they said, hey, type in your zip code, and we will show how big the wildfire is according to the size of your town. Mm. And so I live in Nashville right now, and so I typed in my zip code, and Nashville pops up the wildfire itself. Covered almost every part of Nashville except for a tiny little bit in the corner. Really, it was that big. Covered the entire the entire city city in like metro. That really, I guess, gives you a
2: good perspective
1: of. Mm-hmm. How That's big what I that need is. to see because you yep.
0: understand your area. It's
1: like when they take Alaska and put it in the middle of the United States, and it's almost as big as the whole country. Yeah, because <laughs> you're just a little small thing up on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I see that in comparison, I'm like oh. or like for example, Ireland, the country. What do I know about foreign countries, right? But when they take Ireland and you're like, it's so big. But then when they go like, no, it's actually the size of Iowa.
2: Crazy. That's an entire country.
1: I'm dumb sometimes, (laughs) as you can tell. I just really need these simplified things. Eddie, that's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the Day.
3: This story comes to us from Richland, South Carolina. A woman a few years ago started selling purses and wallets on Facebook, and she had a good business going, making a lot of money. She's like, you know what? I should open a store. So she opened a nice brick-and-mortar storefront, and she was selling all fake Louis Vuittons, (laughs) Cartier, (laughs) Nike, NFL logo items, $300,000 worth of uh, merchandise was seized that's funny <laughs> she opened a store like no she's, one bothered. she's like I'm so successful I gotta expand this business <laughs> wow that's funny man I'm Lunchbox that's your bonehead story of the day Christine in
1: Minnesota is on the phone hey Christine how are you?
4: hi Bobby I'm good how are you
1: doing pretty good glad you called what's going on
4: I was coming to see if you guys ever got together and made a Bobby Bones Show softball team that you guys were talking about. I
1: was very excited. Started recruiting players. Went to Dick Sporting Goods. Bought a big old bucket of softballs. They have buckets now. Mm-hmm. Just buy the big bucket in the early 40 balls. Got a couple bats. Caitlin got her glove from home, had her parents send it back to her because she was an All-State softball player. We started playing in the yard a little bit, warming up, getting realizing, oh, it's going to take a while to get back to it. Got online, but then I felt this this need to uh, lead by example and not hop in an adult softball league in the middle of coronavirus. I felt like we probably could pull it off, but I didn't want to put anyone on our team at risk. I didn't think it was the best example for me to be out there. Because I, when I round the bases, I spit on every person. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's just my
1: thing. Huffing and puffing. Yeah, when yeah. I go first, I pff, spit on them. <laughs> Um, so as much as we wanted to, we do not have a team in the fall. Hopefully we'll get a team in the spring, but it was just me wanting to be responsible one realizing I probably wouldn't get it. We probably wouldn't get it, but I just wanted to lead by example as well.
4: Awesome. Well, that's very responsible of you, but if you ever do put one together, I'm very anxious to see how you guys compete.
1: Yeah, me too. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I'm planning on spring. We're going to be called the vaccinations. We're going to have it and then we're going to play. Interesting. Interesting. Good name. What
0: does she mean? Interested to see how we com- how like we how well paint? we like, do. Bobby's super competitive.
1: I think she wants to know how good we'll be. Yeah. Oh,
4: okay.
1: Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Basically. Well, hopefully in the it spring. sounds
4: like you guys are stacked, so I've got some high expectations. Oh, we're stacked. No, I
1: don't have those. No, no, no. Don't have <laughs> them.
0: I forget. Am I on the team? I keep talking like I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'll be a part of the team
6: for sure.
0: I'm give you be a pinch hitter.
1: Okay. All right. Thank you, Christine.
0: Yep. Thanks, Bobby. All
1: right. Bye-bye. Let's open the mailbag. Here we go.
6: Bobby's Mailbag.
1: Morning Studio, they say. I'm emailing you this morning because I need some advice. About a month ago, I was cleaning my boyfriend's apartment for him when I came across a beautiful diamond engagement ring in his night table, and I felt my heart melt. I figured he'd propose at any moment because I found the ring, (laughs) but it's been over a month and still no proposal. Every time we go out to dinner, I think this is it. (laughs) (laughs) The anticipation is too much for me to handle at this point. Should I confront him about finding the ring? I'd really like to get started planning the wedding. Signed, with quotation marks, Sarah. Here's the thing, Sarah. I know it's super important for you. But if he's holding on to the ring, you don't want to ruin a possible surprise that he's been planning for you. Or the timing of something happening because he has put so much thought into it. I can't imagine him buying it, holding it for a month, just to go... You know, I'll do it when the wind hits just right. Something is spinning in his head. Ninety percent of me goes, he's planning something, waiting for the time is right for something. Ten percent of me says I don't know it yet, but that's only ten percent. Ninety percent. And and second of all, let's be honest about you cleaning his place and getting in his night table. Mm. You don't clean inside of a night table. You were looking for that ring. Yeah, I'm sending you eyeball emojis right now. (laughs) But no, you don't say anything to him. You don't even let him know. You don't even let him know that you found it until at least five years into the relationship. Because if he plans something for you, he wants it to be so special. And you talk about peer pressure for a guy to have to think about proposing now because everything on Instagram is crazy. People have big proposals, people crying. People like There's pressure on a guy now. So let him take the pressure. Hopefully that pressure and his love for you will manifest into something that's, that, that that you will always remember. Say nothing to him. Hmm. Thank you. That's, that's my advice. Amy?
0: I agree. You can't say anything. Nope, nope, nope. I don't even know that you say it five years in. Gosh, that would be so hard. But I mean, it's not your fault you found it. It might be if she's snooping. <laughs> I don't know that she, nobody, you can't prove that she was snooping. I know. But, yeah, I would just be patient, and it'll mean more, too, when you're really surprised. So just try not to think about it, but keep your nails ready.
1: Mm, That's a thing.
0: That is. But,
1: I don't know. But what? But the whole showing the ring that close is a little—it makes me— uncomfortable as a flex.
0: Okay, so I don't think that it's just for that, but the girl it's like not for Instagram, but for family and friends. And oh,
1: it's for Instagram, yeah, for sure it's for. For Instagram. sure it is. It's for 100%. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it that it's you want to send your aunt that. Nita a text message of your ring. Yeah. But it's for Instagram. But everyone's
0: also in person. Forget the pictures. Once you get engaged, everyone is asking to see your hand. And so you want your nails to good.
1: Okay. If he sends you to get your nails done, you know what's coming, by oh, the way. Nice. Oh, yeah, don't yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Have her, like, arrange for her friend Even then, it's
1: too, you can't. You can't. Anybody that's coming to her at this point going, let's get your nails done, she knows it's coming.
0: Okay.
1: So you either have to get them done on your own, or you risk janky nails. All right. Yeah, because guys aren't going to tell you that. Yeah.
2: We don't think that way. Uh, I would. You would? Yeah, for you, sure. Yeah. But I couldn't. There's pretty rare. But there's... Bobby's...
0: I think that Bobby is so dialed into it, you would maybe be planning the proposal, and then if she put out her hand and something looked really janky, you'd be like, shoot, I should wait.
1: (laughs) I I get him on mic. All right, guys, get out. Get out. (laughs) Abort mission. Abort abort. 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 (laughs) mission.
0: We got to schedule this for another time. Her nails look so bad.
1: Okay, the answer is, though, you don't say anything about it, right, guys? Correct. We're all on the same page. Yes. All right, there you go. Close up the mailbag. And that was Bobby's mailbag. Morgan, if people want to send us an email email. Ask us a question. What do they do?
0: Mailbag at bobbybones.com.
1: There you go. Did you see the video of this six-year-old playing football and he was so much bigger than the other six-year-olds? Yes. It was like he was two of them.
0: (laughs) Kind of crazy. It was like if
1: Eddie went out there with six-year-olds. That's not fair. They come up to his sternum and he's (laughs) stiff-arming them into the ground. Just dominating. They hand him the ball and they're they're like, oh, here he goes. And yet he busts off like 80-yard runs.
0: Yeah, I want to see the birth certificate on that six-year-old. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Quote, six-year-old dominates opponents in viral football video. Wouldn't it be awesome to be that for a part of your life? Yeah, just dominate everyone? Just. Because you're bigger? I wonder if physically he maintains the difference. Mm-hmm. But man, like you ever see uh, the running back for the Titans when he was in high school and college? No. mm
0: Have not. Was he like that?
1: Completely different size Yeah Anyway I, I saw that His name's Derrick Henry Look it up
0: Okay the For the Titans or the kid? I already saw the Der- kid
1: Derrick Henry plays for the Titans right oh, now Okay
0: So are the people Scouting this kid yet?
1: <laughs> He's got three offers Arkansas <laughs> offered him For next year we're, we're looking for anything At this point Even a seven year old <laughs> So many listeners Sent me this story And then Amy Sent me this story I wasn't gonna talk About it on the air Because I thought, well, this is too dumb. However, Amy says this is a good story. We should talk about it. Okay. Go ahead, Amy.
0: Well, it's just funny. So we always talk about different reasons that people use or excuses they have when they get pulled over. Well, this 28-year-old woman got pulled over by the police, and when he approached her car, she said, I have to poop. (laughs) What? I'm a child. And then she drove off, and it ended up in a high-speed chase.
1: She said that before she drove off.
0: Yeah. So and they so,
1: pulled her over.
0: Yeah, and then she said, I gotta poop. Then she took off. A high speed chase. Step out of the car! Now. And guns drawn oh, in residential Enid. Man. All starting with a traffic stop.
5: I don't know. And now I'm waiting to see if you have warrants through Woods County. I need to
6: poop so bad. Can I please go home and poop? You could have already <laughs> been on your way to jail. Yeah, not pooping. <laughs> it's just weird.
0: Oh. <laughs> There was other things found in her car. That... If I pulled
1: her over and she, after she said she had to poop and she ran away, there better be poop in her pants. Mm. And if so, maybe I just let her go. You know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah,
0: but they also found a pipe with meth inside of it. Mm,
1: it probably wasn't hers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a Detroit driver arrested after successfully jumping over a drawbridge. Dukes of Hazard style. Whoa. Yeah. Here's a little Dukes of Hazard theme for you. for you. For you kids, although it was before us, too, we just saw it on reruns. Yes. They'd jump that car all the time. There are times when I'm driving where I feel like I'm going to jump the car <laughs> over a hill. And you're, yeah. like, you're like, whoa! You go over
2: railroad tracks like, and you think you're jumping, you, you really don't yeah. even get
1: in the air. No, nothing. <laughs> a man in Detroit was arrested because he jumped over a drawbridge with his car. Wow. wow. The unnamed man was cruising along a bridge that spans the Rouge River... At the moment he arrived, the bridge had begun raising. Which, under normal circumstances, you'd go, should probably apply my brakes. Mm-hmm. However, he thought, nah, let's go for it. The drawbridge operator who watched the thing unfold goes, I looked, and I said, no, he ain't. Here's the <laughs> news story that ran about it.
3: When I looked, I said, no, he ain't. Best bridge operator Andre says he couldn't believe his eyes. I hit the emergency stop, and the bridge jammed. Detroit police putting out the unusual call this evening. Well,
5: uh, actually, he Dukes the hazard it across the made it across. Over he went, threw out
3: all four of his tires, and then he crashed through the other gate over there. <laughs> the cops said it was like the Duke's of Hazard. That's what it. I called it the
1: Blues
2: Brothers. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah, that's good.
1: But that's not successful. Okay, he successfully made it over, but. In the movies, the car tires don't pop. No, and, they,
2: and the Dukes make it every single time. Yeah.
1: I mean, can you imagine the car The car tires pop every time
2: someone <laughs> <I> jump. <laughs> We'd be like, these guys are terrible. This is stupid. Roscoe should catch them.
1: They did look in his car, and they found whippets inside the car.
0: Is that the the can drug where you snorted out of a can or something?
1: Did you know what that is, Vince? All I, I know, know about whippets are Steve-O from Jackass. Yeah,
3: they're little canisters.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: And you inhale them.
1: Yeah, okay. But I have no experience. I've never seen a whippet. I was around a bunch of drugs as a kid, but I was never, I don't know anything about a whippet. Mike's showing me a whippet now. They're actually in a box. These are real things. Mm-hmm. But what are they for? Like little aerosol cans. Inhaling. No, no, no. I get it. But Mike, they're CO2? Mm-hmm. And they're not meant for inhaling? It's, like balloons. it's like balloons. Oh, okay. So whippets are meant for balloons, not for humans. All right. If you can imagine. I get pulled over one day. We found seven helium balloons in the back of his car. <laughs> he said he was going to his cousin's birthday party, but we know the truth. <laughs> Let's go over and talk to Nick in South Carolina. Nick, what's going on?
5: I just wanted to see if you was going to do the secret celebrity voice again.
4: You got me with the last one back in April with
1: April Fool's. Oh, yeah. Remember when we did Morgan Freeman? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, uh, my. We'd play it, and then we had a listener set up every day to get it wrong. It was an April Fool's joke. We ran it for about a month on an April Fool's. We were like, we're just kidding, guys. We know it's Morgan Freeman. I tell you what, Nick, I have. Eddie will do a celebrity impression. Oh, God. If you can nail this impression, I will give you a prize, okay? I'll give it a shot. All right.
2: Eddie, think of a decent impression. Let me here. see. Let me see. Let's see. Okay. I got one. Let me find a good. Ooh, I have a good prize here. Does it have to be a real person or character? It's up to you. Okay. I'm just gonna... remember
1: what you're doing affects him and if he wins. Yes. All right, you get one guess, Nick. Are you ready? Name Eddie's secret celebrity impression. Ready, Nick?
2: Me and Jenny were like peas in carrots.
1: I mean, it's a softball. It's a softball. Maybe too soft. Let's see if he gets it, though. Go ahead, Nick.
4: Yeah, four is Okay.
1: Even Nick was disappointed. You like, wah, wah. might as well have said, It's not a Duma.
2: <laughs> oh, that's good.
0: Did does you he, have any others? Does he no. know
2: that one? Yeah. Trust me, he knows. Do I know? Do you know it's not a Tuma?
5: Did you stump him? (laughs) No, (laughs) you (laughs) got (laughs) me
2: on that. See, it's not that easy.
1: Well, that would have been Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) All right, Nick, we're still going to give you a $100 Walmart gift card. Walmart Photo invites you to stay connected to the ones you love by making beautiful prints, photo books, and wall art from your favorite photos taken during your time spent at home. But Nick, we're going to give you a $100 Walmart gift card to spend however you see fit. Okay, bud?
6: Thanks,
2: man. Here's Amy's pile of stories.
0: So a new study was done to find that there's a science behind the way we sometimes stretch out words in a text. So I'll say it and you tell me if you know what it means or the tone. Sure. Like if I write that, I'm like, sure. With a bunch of R's.
1: It's like, um, yeah, you know, I'll agree to it, but slightly reluctantly.
0: Yeah. Well, they say it indicates sarcasm. Like, sure. Okay, okay. And then I use this one all the time. What? With a bunch of A's.
1: That's like a dramatic, like, I can't believe it. Like,
0: what? Shocked and confused. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yes, with about five S's.
1: I would say an extreme yes. I'm very excited about this yes.
0: Yeah, you're more excited than just spelling Yes. So this is just a new modern language. If you want to be in the know, that's how you can text your friends. Also, hey, with a bunch of whys.
1: Sexy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. Eddie, Eddie's thing about the hey you, you know, that he brought up in rejected segments that this woman, his, uh, somebody in his life <laughs> Thank you. He, runs into, <laughs> Thank you. he runs into, says to him, hey you. And now I'm all self-conscious. I was texting someone about a work thing and it happened to be a guy. And I was typing uh, yo yo, but it autocorrected and it said yo you. And I felt like I had to immediately (laughs) say, "Hey, I I meant yo yo. I didn't mean yo you." He's like,
1: "Why do you mean? (laughs) Why do you mean yo yo?" Well,
0: I clarified. I clarified. I'm not flirting with you. So just
1: I'm (laughs) good. Yeah.
0: So there's a 20 year old Tesla driver that was hit with a reckless driving charge this week because he was caught asleep behind the wheel going 93 miles per hour in his. Autopilot function.
1: Did he crash the car?
0: No, but other drivers on the highway kept calling in to the police saying that they had this, they could see the driver sleeping and the car was just zooming down the highway going way too fast.
1: How can they prove he was sleeping if he was awake when they pulled him over? he could just go out. I wasn't sleeping.
0: But how crazy is that? You see, say I was squinting the
1: whole time. <laughs> if this guy doesn't have a good lawyer that gets him out of this, that's a dummy.
0: Tesla's autopilot function can steer, accelerate, and brake on the driver's behalf. It knows where behalf. the cars
1: are and the lines crazy. on the road, yeah. That is
0: so incredibly nuts. And then uh, Blanco Brown, he's out thanking fans as he recovers from his motorcycle crash. I guess I didn't realize he was on a motorcycle. He had more details are coming out as he's sharing. And he had a head on collision with the Ford Ranger. Wow! So that's a little truck. And then he was on a motorcycle and he went to Instagram and just said that he fought for his life. He fought to see everyone's faces and those smiles again that God ain't done with him yet.
1: The picture he put up in one of those was a motorcycle helmet, and Mm -hmm. that's how I knew that it was a motorcycle accident. I thought it was just a car accident at first.
0: Yeah. His caption for the helmet said, this helmet cushioned my impact, and without it, things would be more complicated. So, remember, wear your helmets. I was thinking
1: about him as I was driving in today, because I had just seen that post, and I was like, man, I don't have the guts to drive a motorcycle, because I could do everything right and still be nailed and tossed 100 yards. Totally. In a car, you do everything right and you get nailed at least, at least you've got that shield of outer car and airbag. With a motorcycle, it's just like, Mm -hmm. and you got to be way, if someone rear ends you on a motorcycle and you're in a, that, you go flying. If someone rear ends you on a car, you just call the cops and get your insurance done. Yeah. Motorcycle, man, that's crazy. All right, is that it, Amy?
0: I'm Amy. That's my pile.
1: (laughs) That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With
0: Lunchbox.
3: Tell me something good. This 72-year-old granny named Gloria Scott living up in Massachusetts was having some electrical problems, so she calls this guy. John says, hey, my ceiling light's not working. Can you come over and fix it? John shows up, and he's like, oh, my gosh, this house is just a wreck. The lights don't work. The windows are all broken. So he created a Facebook page. Nice old lady needs help. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right to the point. And he talked about how she can't afford to pay for a lot of things and her home is in, you know, need of repairs and a bunch of handyman have been showing up over the last month, fixed everything for wow. free, the electrical, the yard, the windows, they painted. So, all because Granny needed a light fix and John put up the Facebook page Nice old lady needs help. That's Aww. that's awesome. That's what it's all about right there.
1: That was tell me something good. <laughs> Amy and her husband were over at my house this weekend. We have a little basketball court back behind the area we were hanging out in. And Amy's husband says, I'd like for our son to learn how to shoot basketball. And so I'm, I perk up a little bit. I'm ready. Probably going to ask me to do a little work with him. And he goes, Hey, Caitlin, will you teach Stevenson how to play basketball? Oh. How to shoot basketball? He, I'm right there. Yeah. yeah
2: I don't know. And he picked your girlfriend. He picked her. Oh.
1: Yeah. He said, hey, we teach you how to shoot. And I'm I'm like, I'm right here. (sighs) So a little bit I was insulted.
0: I don't think he meant to insult you. He just knows you're busy.
1: I don't think that's what he knows. Okay, I think think she's really good at basketball.
0: I was trying to make you feel better.
1: Okay, let's go over and get the morning corny. (laughs) The morning corny.
0: How did Darth Vader know what Luke got him for Christmas?
1: How did Darth Vader know what Luke got him for Christmas?
0: He felt his presence. <laughs> 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 that
1: was the Morning Corny. Have you seen Russell Dickerson's Instagram and their baby?
0: Yes. So cute.
1: So, Russell Dickerson and his wife Kaylee welcomed their son Remington on September 10th. We talked about that. But I was reading his Instagram, too, where on the same day that his baby was born, his grandma died. Oh, I didn't see that. Same movie. day. Ooh. That's a heavy day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Quote, my sweet nanny went to heaven that morning And just hours later, Remington Edward was born He adds, God is so amazing Like that, and I know in some unseen way They cross paths coming and going From this world, and she got to meet her perfect little Great grandbaby wonder if they like, slap five Yeah, I'm out, I'm in That's a pretty touching Instagram post yeah. mm-hmm. Again, what a heavy Day in both ways Jeez Coming up, what Amy's therapist Told her she needs to get a new tool, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. I do want to talk about lunchbox calling to try to buy Shaq's house. Remember, we're talking about Shaq's house last week, where I think it started at twenty-three million, and he keeps yeah. having to lower the price. Yeah, and then it's down to nineteen million. So, how did you find the number to call to try to get Shaq's house?
3: I went on Zillow, found the listing, found the listing agent, found the realty company, and went to the website. Tracked down her phone number through their website and hit her up.
1: Okay, here we go. Uh, Lunchbox is playing his alter ego here, Jason Gibble, <laughs> seeing if he
3: can buy Shaq's house. Hello, this is. I uh, guess, ma'am, I'm trying to call and get some information on 9927 Griffin Court. Yes, how can I help you? I uh, guess, ma'am, I'm just trying to get. Uh, I saw that the price came down to, like, I-, I think it was 19 million. Is that correct?
0: 19 and a half?
3: Mm hmm. And how many bedrooms is that?
0: Right. Yeah, the wall has 12 bedrooms. What else can I tell you about it?
3: Uh, what size is the bed? Is it a huge bed? Because it says live like shack.
0: Yeah, it's a very large bed that is currently in the space. But of course, you can put any bed that you want.
3: And if I buy this house, can I get a signed copy of Shazam? Potentially,
0: for the right price. Can I get your full information? What is your name?
3: Uh, my name's Jason Gibble. You hey, know
1: what I'm saying? Pause and it for one second. Uh. It's Kazam, not Shazam. Oh really? Shazam is
2: the app
5: <laughs> that you
3: you try to find out what song's playing. Okay, I just wanted to stop it during just for that. Go ahead. Toilet super size, because Shaq's a big dude. Like, are they? Well, I fit on them because I'm not as big as Shaq.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. You know, if this is um, if you're serious about wanting to pursue this, you can give me your information. I'll be happy to email you all the details that you need.
3: Yeah, I'm Jason Gibble. If you just Google me, I'm worth uh, about 1.1 billion. Okay. Um. What What's your business that you're into? I, I I do the day trading. Okay. <laughs> you know, click and here, click there, make what is a million. Your email Jason Gibble 69 at hotmail.com. <laughs> okay. Hot okay. You Hot have mail. a nice day. <laughs> That's good.
6: (laughs) I'm a day trader. (laughs) Click here, click there, make a meal. (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay. I wonder if people are just generally crazier or if weddings are making people nuts because it seems like there's a nutty wedding story every week. There's an RSVP from a couple and they say, Hey, listen, we'll give you better meals if you're buying us a more expensive gift. Who would do that? Wow. For example, a gift of up to 250 bucks, you pick between chicken or swordfish. That's mm. crazy. $251 to $500, sliced steak or poached salmon. Mm. If you get them a gift up to $1,000, filet mignon or lobster tails. Mm. If you buy them a gift up to $2,500, from $1,000 up to that, you get a two-pound lobster, a souvenir champagne goblet. This sounds like a GoFundMe. Yeah, For yeah, yeah, yeah. Or someone doing a like some kind of fundraiser. Record. Yeah. Uh, you get a two-pound lobster, a souvenir champagne goblet, or the vegetarian or kosher option. That's right. Those two aren't offered at any lower gift levels. Mm. Oh, my
2: gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't, I, uh, who would do this?
0: I don't know. These people, I guess. I've never heard of such a thing.
1: They sent an RSVP that demanded to know the value of the gift they would, would be
2: receiving so they could plan meals accordingly. I feel like they're in that business of, like, planning galas and stuff and raising money. <laughs> a snapshot the of the outlandish RSVP was
1: recently shared on Reddit's wedding forum, showing that the future spouses created a four-tiered system of dinner choices, offering gen- generous guests the best grub. And they went all the way up to the platinum gift. Guests who can afford to provide gifts this extravagant can choose... Between the two mils of the two-pound lobster. As you might expect, they're just getting annihilated, mm-hmm. even by us. That's funny, huh? I know, and then Who, you got... What, what two people would together think that would be a good yeah. idea? I don't know. Uh, speaking of weddings, raises coming up, we are, wow, about a month away from yours, huh? Yep.
6: I still haven't got my suit fitted. Me either.
3: Not me either. What's the date of the wedding?
6: Uh, End of October, they said just by the 10th is the deadline you're looking for. So two weeks before is more than ahead of time.
1: So by October 10th, we need to have our suits fitted. Yep.
6: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my fiance's ready to kill some people. First of all, she said, I'm not helping out enough. And then you lunch, No, I mean, nobody's even made a move to get fitted for their stuff. Where are we
3: supposed to go?
1: Helping out about what?
6: (sighs) That's what she said. She laid it out to me and she said, you need to do more. So... I don't know what that means. So maybe I need to go get the church ready. I got to mow some grass. I don't know. Mow some grass. But I need to ask your family what I guess I need to do to help out. You did get your wedding ring? Yeah! Did you show the guys? I don't know. I put it on Instagram. Got 5,000 likes. So people approve of it. It's black diamonds (laughs) crystallized on platinum. Why don't
1: you walk in here and show them?
6: It's uh, getting fit.
1: Oh, you don't have it right now?
6: Uh, I saw a picture of it. It only went halfway down on the ring fingers, so they're trying to do some sizing adjustments. Dang, your fingers are too manly. Yes. No, I broke a lot of knuckles and stuff, and the guy said, I've never seen fingers this fat. So, it, <laughs> But he'll have it done before the wedding. He said we are cutting it close. So describe to me what the ring looks like again. Uh, black diamonds in the middle. The, your sides are going to be crystallized. Uh, f- <laughs> it, it, it's going to look pretty blinged out if, if anyone's even near me. And In the sunlight, it's going to absolutely take somebody's <laughs> breath away. Oh, God. Uh, And what's your goal with this ring? Be comfortable in it. Think it's attractive. It matches my watch. Attractive. (laughs) One watch? Yeah, I have a a go-to watch, and it, it matches perfectly. It's got diamonds on it, too? No, that one's plain Jane. Is it black gold? Uh, no, but it is oh, black. Okay. So, oh. it's the exact so portions of the ring, it works perfect with. Huh. Well, yeah. good for you, Ray. Thank you. If yeah. you like it and she liked getting it for you, fantastic. Was it over $1,000? It, it was, but I, we wheel and deal. So we ended up getting crazy discount on it. And You walked. wheel and deal? What does that mean? I, they had a sale going on. We really didn't <laughs> do anything.
0: <laughs> How did she, what's her honest oh. feeling about it?
6: Honestly, I was a little depressed, couldn't find the perfect ring, and out of nowhere, it was almost out of a movie, in the corner of the display case, she goes, oh my gosh, Ray, this is it, this is it. And I came running over, and immediately when I saw it, I said,
3: that's the one I'm going to wear the rest of my life. <laughs> so I said yes to the ring. I love Ray says 5,000 likes, so people love it. Every comment is, love you, Ray, but no, there's no way, baby, it's okay with that. Do she our all right. Well, I mean, maybe I need to
6: deep dive a little
3: bit more in the comments,
6: <laughs> but I thought no, it was never deep dive more in the
1: comments. <laughs> Which reminds me, Morgan had posted something on Twitter last weekend. I forgot to bring up. They just got a ton of retweets. But I thought it was um, last time I checked, it was almost a thousand retweets. Listen to what Morgan wrote on Ooh, like on Twitter, because Morgan runs not only our, our like the website, she does all the social media. She has to get into the comments sometimes. This is what Morgan writes I wrote in my years of working in social media, this year has been the most hostile I've ever seen on the platforms in moderating comment sections. I watch strangers throw death threats out like candy and humans attacking other humans for the simple act of an innocent comment. I see hatred when opinions are shared. I see people who throw shade at someone they've never met. I see innocent bystanders get cyberbullied. This has been weighing heavy on my heart. And each day I struggle to maintain my own mental stability as I continue to manage platforms. I've seen social media do incredible things. I've watched people use the platforms to reunite families, find lost pets, share the cutest videos, and make us all see the joy in the world. Social media is a tool. We decide how that tool will be used. I encourage you to use it for good. Remember that your words matter. not just because you delete something from the internet, it doesn't make the damage it doesn't mean the damage hasn't already been done. Just because someone seems invisible because they're on the other side of a screen doesn't mean they are. Your digital footprint is another representation of who you are. Please use it for good. The golden rule still exists, and I suggest we get better about using it on social media. Be kind to one another. Well, that was pretty good. Were you surprised that so many people retweeted it?
0: Yeah. I mean, I was just kind of like talking, you know, that was straight from the heart and how I was feeling because social media really is really bad right now, and- I'm glad that it was met with a lot of positive reactions because, again, it's, social media is bad right now. So
1: The most disappointing thing is when you read a really hateful comment and you're just cutting and they have no idea. And then you go to their page because I'm always curious about who would say this stuff. And it's like, Jesus lover, do great to others. And you're like, that's not b- what Jesus is about.
0: Mm-mm. No, I mean, it's true. They sometimes have, they're like, wife and proud mom of three babies. You know, and then their favorite Bible verse. And and you're like, picture what? me and my pastor,
1: but then she's <laughs> like, "You know who no sucks? Lunchbox. Yeah, I know. He I'm tried like... to buy Shaq's house. That... You suck, you idiot." Yeah,
3: it's kind of rude. Yeah, they that... call
1: me other mean names. That's true. Well, I was gonna go there, but <laughs> you <totally laughs> can gonna... bring it up. Yeah. p-word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's like... a bad one. So, did you watch Cuties again this week? Last weekend?
3: No, no, no Cuties last weekend. But I, I did have a couple people tell me they watched it because we talked about it, and they agree with me. That it's actually a good movie and has a very important (laughs) message. They're like, because I was ready to hate you. I was ready to send you vile messages just like everybody else, but I gotta say, I'm glad I watched it. And I'll tell you, if you would just open your eyes and your hearts and your minds and watch it, you would be a believer too. A believer or a believer? Believer. (laughs) And maybe a believer. Let me shout out
1: everybody who does not like getting up in the morning. And when you get up, it's a struggle every single day because I'm with you. I know I come on the air and I'm the morning guy, but I never wake up in the morning and go, Oh, what a beautiful morning hmm. ever. And I'm just a big believer that all of our bodies are different. We wake up better at different times. We were funnier at different times. We like, we're all different. There shouldn't be one rule. And I read this story about sports teams. They said sports teams play better at night because of the circadian rhythms. They say oh, it could also lead to more productive workers. Research, researchers crunched game data and found that players make fewer mental mistakes in games starting at 8 or 9pm compared to those that are played in the afternoon or morning the players were smarter and more efficient in decision making at night the studies authors also believe the same results will be found in workers I think 7pm I'm rocking I do this show at 7pm by myself at home it's so much funnier than what I do in the morning you guys have no idea I'm cracking myself up But And I thought about this more because Amy's daughter, Amy was over at the house this weekend. Her daughter likes to sleep until noon or one. Yeah. I could do that every day. Mm -hmm. Just I'm not a morning person.
0: She wants to stay up at night because that's when she comes alive. She doesn't have to be doing anything. It's just when she wants to be up.
1: Amen. Three people in California robbed a house at 3 a.m. on a Monday, then went to a donut shop. And there happened to be some cops inside the donut shop who arrested them. Three people robbed a house in Chico, California at 3 a.m. They were like, let's go by. There's a 24-hour donut shop. At least it'll be open. We can get some food celebrate our our, our get. The cops saw some drug paraphernalia fall out of one of the people's pockets as they got out of the car. So they go outside. Another person had a semi-automatic gun tucked in his waistband. And they were like, well, let's search the car. And as they're searching the car, they got a call for the robbery. And they're like, hmm, interesting. So then they arrested all three of them. Crazy, huh? Love it. Just go home after you rob a house.
0: <laughs> and they don't came go alive to a though. Donut shop. Yeah, well, they were coming alive then too.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, I mentioned to you that Amy was going to talk about her therapist for a second. So you've been in therapy now for the last. Mm, I started
0: going in February, yeah. March or something. March, March, hardcore.
1: And, and hardcore. And what does that mean, hardcore?
0: Well, like I don't miss a week, and I text with my therapist, and sh- I'm just very committed
1: so what's going on meaning what is she telling you why do you why do you well she
0: wants me to get a well i started going i mean i've shared with on the show that i had this rage and i didn't know how to deal with it some of it was you know stemmed from me finally feeling things because i was getting some healing from an eating disorder that i was holding on to for a long time and i I started to feel things because you use certain things in your life to numb feelings and for me that numbed my feelings and then when i didn't have that to rely on I started feeling and it was manifesting as rage. So I wanted to get a handle on that. So that's originally why I went. And I I feel like it's been working, but she also just recommended to me, she has one of these ARG balls, A-R-G-G-H, like are in her office. And I now I've ordered one for my home. But if anybody else has that, it's good for adults or kids. And like on the Amazon page, if you order it, it says like stressed, frustrated, no problem. Grab this giant stress ball and squeeze. The squishy ball is perfect for physical and emotional stress relief therapy. And that's what she calls it, stress relief therapy where you can like Slam it, squeeze it, squish it.
1: It's a bop it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like pull it. All Slam things, it, yank squeeze it, <laughs> bop it. <laughs> Twist it. Uh,
0: but it's been, it's, it's like really. It's a
1: two-handed ball too.
0: It's really therapeutic. And so for me, I don't have the rage anymore, but even when you're working through, like say you're talking through your problems or whatever, you can be doing that while you're doing it. There's something about that sensory from hands to brain that is helpful. I'm not the expert. Don't ask me all the details as to why it helps, but it does. So I just wanted to recommend it to other people in case they need it.
1: Well, we'll put a link up on our Facebook page. You guys can check it out. It's Arc. $13.95. Yeah. Just go to our Facebook page, Bobby Bone Show, and you'll see it over there. Uh, the more you know.
0: Yeah. Dun, dun,
1: dun. Giving us a little... Here's another one. Here's a PSA from Eddie. Here's another The More You Know.
2: Yeah, this is a big one, man. All you parents out there that have little babies that watch YouTube kids... You give, you give them YouTube kids because you think it's safe. My baby's watching this video, and it just comes up in the playlist, and it's just two little babies crying. They're in diapers, and they're just crying. And he—listen, l- he loves it. He just watches it, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? Like, If there was a baby federal FBI, they would knock on the door and be like, uh-uh, uh-uh, you can't be watching that. It's creepy. Who watches a video of two little babies crying?
1: Obviously babies—
2: And I think it's doing something to him. Like he's looking and just like studying the way they cry. And then he'll even mimic how they cry. Dude, it's weird. Have a lot of views. Do we know how many views it had? Oh, it's got millions. It does? Millions. So apparently babies are watching this. Parents beware. And why beware though? Because it's creepy as crap. Do they ever stop? Do they ever
1: get like a toy or a piece of candy? And they're like, oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, they just cry it out, and the baby just watches. It's so weird. And there's all these other videos too in the playlist that come up. Like one thing I notice is a lot of people are remaking uh, Baby Shark, but with anything. Brush your teeth, 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 teeth. teeth brush your teeth. Everything. Now that
1: song's in my head. Annoying
2: as crap. <laughs> so there's your PSA. But what's the PSA part of this? Just watch what your kids are watching on YouTube Kids. You give them the phone because you think they're safe. But there's is that
0: not is that safe? I don't it's understand if it's not safe, safe about it. If it's on YouTube Kids
2: and that's that's it's what a I baby crying. and their but- baby's crying. Okay, we get it. <laughs> 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 All right, well, whatever. The more you yeah. know. Here we go. It's
1: time for the good news.
5: With Bobby. Tell me something good.
1: A 911 dispatcher in Florida had a busy shift recently when she helped save two lives in the span of an hour. Mackenzie Davis works for the Flagler County Sheriff's Office. Says no routine call is ever a routine call. But the 21-year-old knew exactly how to handle two different emergency calls. One from a frantic mother. She says a mom called to report her six-month-old baby wasn't breathing, and her first step was to calm the mom so she could do CPR. She says the mother listened, the instructions worked, and the soon was breathing and moving again. So, like, wow, what a big day. Congratulations. Then, a little over an hour later, she took a call from a woman who said her 71-year-old husband was in the swimming pool, and he wasn't breathing. So she's like, all right, let me walk you through this. This is how to do CPR. So, did CPR until the paramedics arrived. They got there, found a strong pulse, and the guy is now expected to make a full recovery. Wow. Twice in an hour. That is great. So big shout out Mackenzie Davis. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good.
4: Bones.
1: Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now.
4: Carol Baskin.
1: Okay. Oh. Let's go over to the hold line. Carol, are you there? I am. There she is. Carol Baskin, I'm a big fan. I love you.
0: (laughs) I feel like you've been waiting a long time to hear that imaging on the phone now. Carol Baskin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey,
1: so I I must say, because Dancing with the Stars is on tonight. Usually it's on Monday nights. It's on tonight here. And I must say, Carol, that whenever they announced the entire lineup and they listed you and you had the worst odds, I looked at that and I said, I also had the worst odds when I went into that show. So I would just like to give you words oh, really? of encouragement. Yes. And I ended up winning, Carol. So I want to give you encouragement. I was given the same odds and I won. You can do this. How do you feel today?
4: <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to claw my way up from the bottom.
0: Uh claw. Get
4: it. <laughs> I get
1: it. But okay, you finished your first dance. Tell me, Carol Baskin, whenever you go to that judges table, how vulnerable do you feel as you wait on three adults to, to rate you at something you have not really spent much of your life doing?
4: You know, I am absolutely prepared to hear the absolute worst because I i know I have absolutely no skill. Am I <laughs> using absolutely to be done? I, I have no skill, so whatever they say is going to be fair game.
1: Do you think that you will move past tonight? That's the question.
4: I do because I feel really comfortable about the dance tonight. It's it's in my wheelhouse to move this way. The, the Paso Doble was like a very stiff marching song, and that was so difficult for me. But this is like all floaty all over the place, and I love that.
1: At what point did you decide, I think I want to do Dancing with the Stars? Because I'm sure they approached you way early. Like, how long did it take you to get to that point?
4: Right after Tiger King aired, we were hit by over 200 media outlets asking us to come on and talk about Tiger King, and I declined all of them. And one of them was Dancing with the Stars, which was kind of weird. And so my daughter saw the list, and she said, well, you've got to do Jimmy Fallon, and you've got to do Dancing with the Stars. I had never seen either show. And the Jimmy Fallon thing turned out to be a prank, as everybody knows. a really funny one, as it turns out. But then when I called Dancing with the Stars back, I was like, okay, this is just going to be a prank, because nobody in their right mind would call me and ask me to be on a show about dancing.
1: Well, and they did, and I love that you're doing the show. (laughs) I do because it's so vulnerable to get out there in front of millions of people and compete in something that you have never done. You, have you ever had a single dance lesson, Carol Baskin?
4: No. I mean, I didn't even dance at my wedding because I just, it was a sin in my family. And so I never danced as a child and never did as an adult. Oh,
0: wow.
1: Well, I'd like to encourage everybody out there to. When Carol dances tonight cuz I have the list here of her dance exactly. It is the Viennese Waltz, which I when I was doing it thought it was called the Vietnamese w- Waltz. But it is not. It is the Viennese. Yeah. Yeah. Like who where's you know who So
0: say it again. Viennese.
1: The, Vienna. It. I was thinking I was doing some sort of waltz from Vietnam. I don't know anything about waltzes. <laughs> and so she's doing What's New Pussycat. That's the name of the song. What's is Tom Jones song. What's new,
6: Pussycat? There it is right there.
1: So when you Line up and you're like, I'm doing the show. And they tell you your number, your first song, which is Eye of the Tiger. How did you feel about that? Because they do try to be extremely novel with the first week.
4: I had so many people online saying, if she doesn't dance to Eye of the Tiger, I'm never watching the show again because it was just such an iconic song. And so I was so happy that they chose that one.
1: When you hear that click, because what you don't hear at home is this going, which which gets you going into your dance. Do you get... Does your heart flutter when you hear that click?
4: You know what's funny is I hear that click everywhere now. So like when I'm turning (laughs) on the turning signals in the car, it's like click, click, click. And it's like I'm going to launch into a dance move at the end of
1: this. Yeah, I had nightmares of that noise. That click was everywhere. Are you still putting out videos for Big Cat Rescue while you're working with Dancing with the Stars?
4: Yeah, our our media team is amazing, and my daughter runs the sanctuary. We have people that put out all of our videos, so all of that stuff is just moving along like it ever did.
1: And YouTube, you can watch on Big Cat TV, more than 1 million subscribers, more than 500 million views. Uh, at Big Cat Rescue has 2.5 million likes on Facebook. Was a part of the reason that you went on the show to promote Big Cat Rescue?
4: It was the only reason, other than my daughter. Like I said, I didn't even know what the show was. I thought when they invited me that they were going to have me dance with a star because I didn't perceive myself as a star. <laughs> but um, I felt like if this was something that a lot of people watched. If my daughter watches it, and there's a lot of people watching this. I wanted people to know about the big cats that were really left out in Tiger King. They are the ones that are suffering the abuse, and I hope every week that I can stay in this, it keeps the spotlight on the cats.
1: I got to tell you, Carol, I don't think they treated you fair on that show. I don't at all. You had to feel the same way.
4: (laughs) I I felt so utterly betrayed by what they did, but there's always, I think everything always happens the way it it should, and that it's always for the best. And so even though my family and I suffered greatly because of that, there's so much good that we can turn this into. When you finish
1: Dancing with the Stars and you do something that's, you know, away from Tiger King, are you thinking of going into an, I mean, having a show about Big Cat Rescue, having, I'm sure people have approached you about this.
4: We've been approached over the years, but we've always been considered too controversial because we were speaking out against zoos and circuses and things that people held dear. And now the public is starting to see what's really involved in holding Big Cats captive. And so we're working with Think Factory right now to do our own show, which will be exposing all of these horrific roadside zoos for exactly what they are and bringing them to justice.
1: Have you trademarked, hey, all you cool cats and kittens? We're trying to. <laughs> oh, is that is that starting to be tough because, I mean, have other people tried to jump on it since the show?
4: Yeah, other people have. I've actually been using that phrase for years on my little big cat briefing that I do. And so I think we stand a good chance of actually trademarking it. But it's like a year-long process to do it.
1: Carol Baskin is on with us. How is your body holding up? Are you suffering any any minor knick-knack injuries right now?
4: I hit my hand in the apartment, and that really killed me during the Paso Doble because you know how you have to like jerk your hand out there? And so that thing got re-injured 100 times a day until we got through with that song. And then yesterday I smashed into the camera while we were doing camera <laughs> walking.
1: <so. laughs> I've yeah. done that. I laugh because I've done that too. It's not a real answer. So there's an empty really? ballroom.
4: They told me that never happens.
1: Well, no, I listen, if it could be done wrong and clumsily, I did it. Um, I was known for, for kicking <laughs> and, and running into things. If you, In that ballroom on oh. show night, there's nobody in the ballroom. Does it feel empty and, and quiet? Or since I guess you've never had a crowd in there, it's just what you know.
4: The best part of it for me, I think, is that when we do these camera blockings and the dress rehearsals, they're all exactly the same as the live show for me because they are. <laughs> and so it doesn't feel like there's any more stress the night of the live show.
1: Have you been able to talk with Tyra Banks off camera?
4: She called me when I first got here and welcomed me to L.A. and said that there were so many great things here that she wanted to tell me about, That things have been really crazy. So we haven't had a chance to talk since then.
1: So Carol B. Uh, dancing tonight, and I hope we we watch with a slightly different heart. My heart was already there for you. I'm rooting for the underdog. When you're the underdog, you root for the Aww. underdog, and I, I hope tonight <laughs> that you watch. And if you're gonna vote, you vote for Carol Baskin tonight because she came on the show. That's what I feel. Amy, anything you'd like to say?
0: No, I just want to wish you luck. I know how hard it is out there, and just the the I think you're handling this beautifully. To hear you say that you were misrepresented, and a lot of people could just Run the other direction with that, but instead you're trying to turn it into something good and positive and what you can do for your cat rescue center. And I just love that
1: you know, I'll say this about Carol Baskin and oh, well, about you. I've always believed in you, Carol Baskin. I came he on has. the show from episode one. I was like, Carol Baskin's getting the s end of the stick on this show.
4: That's why I said. <laughs>
1: Oh, thank you. You're welcome.
4: <laughs> These votes are going to mean a lot to me tonight because I'm not going to make it on skill. I'm going to really rely on a lot of people voting.
1: Well, and thank you for putting up. Scuba Steve's been messaging you a lot over the last few months, right, to try to get you on the show?
4: He is relentless. You really <laughs> have a gem in
2: him. <laughs>
1: All right. Yeah, yeah, that's what we like. All right. Yeah. All right. On Instagram, you can follow her, Carol Baskin Cat. So go follow her tonight. She'll be on Dancing with the Stars. Let me just say, Miss Carol Baskin, it has been a thrill. If you need some votes in a couple weeks, we'd love to pump you up again. Otherwise, be healthy, be safe, and we will see you on Dancing with the Stars tonight. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, Carol Baskin.
0: Bye.
6: There she goes. There she goes.
0: We finally got her.
6: I did. I did. I did. Hey, Ray, are we clear? Clear. Okay, cool.
1: You just never know. Is
0: she still on. Well, sometimes
1: that'll happen. I'll be like, well, that was a good interview.
0: <laughs> but I mean, Unless really. they come on and say, thanks. Is she hung up <laughs> or I'll, it'll
1: happen. I'll be like, yeah, that, that was kind of crappy. And then they're like, uh, still here. I'm like, Oh, crap. <laughs> okay. Oh. What'd you think? <sighs> well, so that I'll give you my thoughts after. Th- Perfect. L- Ray, let's hit a quick break. And then I'll give you my thoughts after this, and we'll do the big story of the day.
0: And then I'm gonna ask you the question I wanted to ask, but then I didn't know it was appropriate, so I didn't. So I was like, congratulations (laughs) on handling this so well. You're so nice. We'll find
1: out what you wanted to ask next, (laughs) and I'll tell you what they told me before the interview, okay? Okay. Because I kind of had to hybrid it, what they told me and what I wanted to do. All right, that's, uh, call us too, by the way, if you want. 877 77 Bobby, reaction to Carol Baskin finally being on the show. Angela in Virginia. You're on the Bobby Bone Show.
4: Good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to let you know that you did an absolute amazing job on the interview this morning. I was kind of excited. I don't have a side. I don't go either way. And knowing that you're her side and she hadn't wanted to talk for six months, um, I just wanted to let you go that it was an amazing interview and I think it went very well and you couldn't have done it any better.
1: Wow. Thank you very much. Here's the thing with her. I feel like... That documentary had an agenda. They all do, by the way. It's not just this documentary. They all come in with a perspective. And I feel like they needed a villain. But who's crazier? Joe Exotic was way crazier Hmm. than Carol Baskin. He just was. So if I got to pick a side, I'm going to pick the one of the not absolutely nuts person who burned their own shack down. Did Joe Exotic have too much crazy crap going on? Aside from that, I just don't think it's fair to say that someone murdered their husband when you don't know anything. You don't know. That's like when people call a Lunchbox a pedophile for watching Cuties.
3: Yeah, Like, you rude. really
1: don't know. So how can you say no, that? No, we, we know I'm not. No, no. We, know. we know. We know I'm not. We sure know he's not. Carol yeah. Baskin. Yeah. Oh, okay. we, know, we don't know that she killed her husband. So how weird is that for us to be screaming that she killed her husband? You know, I just can't get on that side. And she sounds like a sweet person. What did you want me to ask?
0: Oh, no, I was thinking about how the commercial ran from her Mm -hmm. former husband's or her dead husband's or missing husband's family ran the commercial ad during Dancing with the Stars, putting out money offer to anybody that knows any information. I just didn't know if she knew that that was going to air.
1: She had to know. Here's what they told me before this interview. Okay. They walked in or scuba did and said, hey, Disney, ABC has asked that you only talk about Dancing with the Stars. Now, it wasn't my intention to only talk about Dancing with the Stars, nor did I only talk about Dancing with the Stars. But I did want to talk about it, and I felt that she was going to be uncomfortable when that interview started, just going, what's about to happen? So it's my job as a good interviewer sometimes to not ask the greatest questions first so I can warm them up to answering better later. So it's on. It's like, hey, how you feeling? How's your health? Dancing with Stars. Gooba, gooba, gooba. All that happens, and then as soon as she gave me the outlet to go to Tiger King, I did. Because I was waiting for her to mention it one time. And then she goes, you know what, Tiger King? And I was like, speaking of Tiger King, I'm glad you brought that up.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Since you brought that up, it now allows me to walk over there. And I said, I don't feel like you're represented fairly on that show. How did you feel? To which she answered. And in her mind, she walked herself there. Really, I waited for the right spots, took it, and that's where we went. But you I kind of had to be meticulous with my moves because she could just hang up at any time. Yeah. It's like walking up to a deer. Now, most deers aren't gonna let you walk up to them anyway. She hasn't let us walk up to her. If you make any sudden movements, that deer's out. Gone. However, every great once in a while, if you got the right corn in your hand. (laughs) That's a great analogy. And you move just slow enough to where they don't see you as a threat but rather as someone that is providing them something, some nourishment. That freaking deer will come to your hand and eat the corn. Carol Baskin ate the corn. Mm-hmm. It
2: was great. She was great. She was great on the show. Well, When she was eating corn, that's when I thought you were going to go for the question. Oh. I'm also playing the long game here. Yeah. Oh, good. Go- oh, oh, okay. I don't
1: want to disrespect her. First of all, she's not doing any interviews. Yeah. And she came on our show... How lucky are we? How grateful am I? Scuba Steve has busted his butt for the last six months trying to get her on. I mean, basically harassed her.
5: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. He said, she said you were once relentless. a month. I would hit her
2: up. Yeah.
1: So that being said, I I felt like it went as good as I could make it because I wasn't gonna go. You uh, so you got eleven <laughs> last week. Go you your husband. <laughs> wasn't gonna do that because I'm also investing in the long term relationship between myself and Carol Baskin. Got it. Let's go over to Megan in Georgia. <laughs> Megan, you're on the show. How are you? Good
4: morning, studio. Good morning. morning. All right. I'm so excited to hear you guys. So listen, Carol Baskin on um, there. I was so out. You know, I sent her an email to get her on the show.
1: Oh, nice. You were <laughs> yeah, booking yeah, her on the know, show for back. us. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I was trying. I really was. Yeah, but she was going to do really good. I'm going to root for her every week.
1: Yeah, me too. I don't know how long she'll make it because that show is physically taxing. But I hope she makes it a few weeks. And I was happy she came on. Let me grab one more call here. This is Jessica in Oklahoma. Jessica, you're on the show.
4: Hey, how are you?
1: Pretty good. What's going on?
4: Um, I just wanted to say I loved the interview. I was not a Carol Baskin fan before, but after listening to your interview with her, you really have me out here rooting for Carol Baskin.
1: And I can't think of her name without going, Carol Baskin. <laughs> that song.
0: <laughs> Carol Baskin.
1: Okay. Thank you for the call. Everyone that's listening right now, if you just turned us on, I just had Carol Baskin on. We talked for like 10 minutes. Go back to the podcast, search for the Bobby Bones show on iHeartRadio, and listen to that. Here is, hey Ray, let's play voicemail number four from last night. Someone called and said this whenever they heard we were having Carol Baskin on.
4: Bobby, are you serious with Carol Baskin? Like, this is ridiculous. I've listened to you for years, and I'm going to stop listening to you because of this. Absolutely ridiculous.
0: Oh, Peace.
4: What is he's like wait, Joe what?
1: Exotic fan? <laughs> that was Joe Exotic him a <laughs> <our> prison.
0: <laughs> I don't care. Uh,
1: I, listen, this show is a very inclusive show. You can be any age, any race, any sex, and you can probably find one of us that you're like, all right, I feel that. Like we we want every we, come on in, feel comfortable coming in. We're odd, we're weird. We shouldn't be doing this show. We understand that. That's where the B team comes from. We feel like we're not A team, we're B team. We're the second team. And that's okay, and we're proud of that. And because of that, we have each other's back. And so you don't want to be part of the B team, then kick rocks. We don't need you. We might, though. (laughs) Depending (laughs) on what city you're living in and how ratings are and what city (laughs) we're in.
6: Let me know. Hey, what was that area code? (laughs) we from?
1: (laughs) Okay... Why don't we move off of this? If you guys have any other thoughts on that, you can hit us up. But why don't we go over to the big story because I couldn't get to it right at the top of the hour. Here we go. Bobby's big story. Oh, boy. You know, I love the United States. I love America. Can't get enough of it. If I could just eat an America sandwich, I would. Here's one reason why we should appreciate living in the United States. Three Iranian teens convicted of stealing now face a punishment. The verdict from the Iran Supreme Court says the boys must must each have four fingers from the right hand amputated. Oh my gosh. Whoa, 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 whoa. USA. Yeah. USA. Oh gosh. Reports say the three lost an appeal to have the sentence overturned this week. The country's Islamic penal code offers amputation as a punishment for first-time theft. Mm. There are no details on the nature of the teen's crimes... But the Iran Human Rights Monitor says the teens were tortured into confessing. They might not even have done it. But when you're getting the crap beat out of you, sometimes you'll just say things to stop the crap from being beat out of you. I love America. Wish there was America soup. I could just eat it. Mm. All day. All day and all
0: night.
1: (laughs) Let me encourage you today when you're finished with this show, go check out the Get Real podcast with Caroline Hobby. She talks to a stunt woman to the stars named Shauna. She talks with a lot of really strong women. It's it's the basis of her podcast. And this woman worked on the Avengers movie for three years doing stunts. So here she is talking about holding Robert Downey Jr.'s hand while she was working on Avengers
0: one day I was walking on set because we create our own reality and so I'm walking on set and I'm holding Robert Downey Jr.'s hand what the scene that we had to do and there's Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans and you know all of the other Marvel characters and I'm like and I'm, I'm just in my pajamas because that's what it looked like in <laughs> our mocap suit and my superhero outfit
1: so you can hear her talk about her job as a stunt woman on this show pretty cool Check out Get Real with Caroline Hobby if you're looking for a new podcast to listen to today. Let's go to Lisa in Arkansas, who's on the phone right now. Hey, Lisa, good morning. Thanks for calling.
4: Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? We're
1: doing pretty good. What do you want to say?
4: I just want to say, keep up the amazing work y'all do. And if you want to interview whoever you want to interview, just go ahead and keep on doing it. And that guy that called in last night, left that message, I got a couple words for him. his bless his little heart. I <laughs> thought
6: it was going to be two different words. <laughs> and I was looking at Ray like, get that
1: bleeper ready. Uh, I appreciate that, Lisa. Thank you for calling. Thanks for listening to the show.
4: Uh, y'all have a blessed day.
1: All right, you too. See you later. Let's go over to Mark in Kentucky, who's on the phone. Hey, Mark, what's going on?
5: Hey Bobby, how are y'all? We're doing um, pretty good. I just want to let you know that, that that comment you made about living in America and being an American—what a great comment you made! I've been in the army for better part of 19 years. So straight after 9/11, I I joined the U.S. military, and being able to see the land, the different lands that I've seen, and being being amongst the people that I've been amongst, it truly just solidifies that we truly are the, the land of the free and the home of the brave. And to hear you make that comment is just a great comment. And despite everything we go through in America and the challenges we have, and, and especially in 2020, we truly are blessed. And we, we need to remember that as a country. Um, coming back from Korea, been to Afghanistan, Iraq, and just the different countries I've been to, I've been to we, we truly are. And I just wanted to thank you for making that comment. It means a lot. And it is a very true comment. And I just wish as Americans, we would realize the blessings we have, and and where we stand and where we live, and that we truly have the freedom to do what we want to do and believe what we want to believe in our justice system. Although it's not perfect, it works. It works, and it's a and it's a system we have to trust that trust in, and and we need to be thankful for that. So, thank you, Bobby, for making that comment. Just wanted to just want to let you know that.
1: Mark, appreciate you. Appreciate your service times a hundred and. Thank you for the call, man. And and I just kind of said it because I felt it. Didn't really expect much to happen from it, but I appreciate that call. Yeah, thank you, Bobby. Talk to you later. I mean, isn't it such a big deal that there are two things in this country that I think about the most, that you can believe what you want to believe and you're not going to go to jail. That's why we came over here. We don't want to be told what to do. We don't want to be told who we had to believe in, who we had to look at as king or queen. You can believe what you want to believe And as long as you're not hurting anybody, this country allows you to do that. Secondly, you can actually, literally speak out against the government and you will not go to jail. I mean, that's how a lot of our government has changed over the years. 17, late 1700s, 1800s, 1900s, people have stood up to the government said, this is not right and the government has changed and has put us where we are today. Think about that. We're allowed to do that. Our government has made it okay to stand up to them. How great is that?
0: (laughs) I mean,
1: it's it is amazing. It is the, it's the some people... fundamental reason that we are yeah. a, a, a thriving, free, loving country. And yes, yeah, sometimes it's hard. I watch the news all the time, and sometimes it depresses me. We are not in a good place right now. Mm-mm. We're not, it's the worst place in my life I've ever seen. Like, right now is the worst I have ever seen. Now, I'm 40. So I've been around a little bit. I haven't been around a lot of it, but I've been around a little bit. I wasn't around in the 60s. You know, I read a lot of books, read a lot of stories about the 60s and how tumultuous that was, the late 60s. And I wonder, was it this bad? I don't know. Vietnam, was it this bad? You know, the protests? Was it another version of this? All I know is that right now it is the absolute worst I've ever seen it. That being said, I still freaking love this country. And I'm grateful for it. We're going to get through this like we've gotten through other really difficult times. And the thing about going through difficult times, it can be a relationship. It can be what's happening right now with our country. The thing about it is that's where you grow and get stronger. If everything was just great, you would have no strength. Think about that in your personal life. Think about with your spouse. Lunchbox, if you and your wife never fought, you'd really have... No substance to your relationship. You would not grow any stronger because of it. You would just sit there and like, oh, everything is so good. Yeah, we fight. And it makes you stronger afterward. You grow. You either grow or you break. Yeah, we haven't broken yet. Right, and you, you grow stronger or you break in two. And we ain't breaking in two, so we're going to grow stronger from this. I appreciate that call. All right. Anything else?
0: No, I think it's important to remember. I think a lot of people remember or they're aware of the freedoms that we have when you put it in perspective of look at other places around the world that do not have the same freedoms. Then that's when it helps you really uh, put it into perspective of how lucky we are. And just to these, yeah, this time, these times are so heavy. And I wish people would focus more on, on what they're for and stop just focusing on what they're against all the time because it's so negative. And although you do have freedom to say whatever you want, like let's like lean into kindness.
1: Isn't it wild that <laughs> when we were kids, people could be two different political affiliations and you were just like,, huh, that's Jim, he's a Democrat <laughs> yeah or that's that's Susan, she's a Republican. It really wasn't a thing. Now it is breaking people apart completely. Yeah. When we still agree on like 92% of the
0: same stuff. Or you could have a bumper sticker and it'd be fine. Like I see people with stuff in their yard. And I mean, I'm I'm proud of them for being able to put stuff in their yard for whatever they want. That's their right. But like they put a sticker on their car. I'm like, why would they, why would they label themselves? Like why would they open themselves up to getting, I, I picture them opening their car door and someone just, Punching them in the face because they have a bumper sticker on their car. And maybe that's me being ridiculous, but... Yes, it
1: is, but... <laughs>
0: no, it's just... just no, because that's how hateful everybody seems towards it. I'm like, why would you put a target on your back for, you know, or a candidate maybe it's that... it's just is, that you were
1: fighting for your team.
0: I get it. Yes, I know. I mean, I'm not even talking about... There's certain things, yes, you should be passionate about, but just it's so crazy with the politics and picking a side and... Ugh, just...
1: Okay. Um, I think we're done here. (laughs) (laughs) A new baby came into the world in the middle of a flight, and the woman goes into labor, forcing an emergency landing, and if you're born on a plane, they give you a lifetime flight pass. Oh. How valuable would that be when you turned about 13? Yeah. Awesome. Fly wherever you want. Every summer. I did see two where some airlines are going, hey, if you want to buy like a monthly pass, you can. And it'll cost you like 1500 Wow. and have at it. You That's can
0: cool. travel as much as mm-hmm, you want.
1: As you need to. Because they just need people to fly. But also I read a story where like over 100,000 people have been exposed to coronavirus on planes. Mm-hmm. Because once they find out someone had it on a plane, they go, okay, well, let's add this group of people to the people that have been exposed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'd probably do it. Bypass. Yeah. I mean, if I was, I'm not traveling at all, except for my Nat Geo show, and they're sending a plane to get me because they don't want me to get coronavirus. So, I just, I'm, I'm too scared to fly on a plane with folks right now, but I would still do it anyway if I needed to, <laughs> if I wasn't a baby. All right, we're going to go. Amy, what's up today?
0: I just, uh, well, I was going to say, I've got a normal day school pickup, but I can't, uh, Caitlin is picking up. Her name's up
1: Caitlin. That's my girlfriend. Yeah, she's picking up your kids today. <laughs>
0: she's oh, she's picking speaking, up your kids? She's picking up the kids from school today. So actually, when we get done, I need to make sure and call the school and make sure we're square. So and tell her
2: exactly like, how to do it, too. Oh,
0: yeah. She's,
2: no, no, don't. And then it's a better story.
0: <laughs> no, no, because that place is scary if you don't know what's up. But I got to give her permission to do it. So, I don't know. I think I'll go for a walk this afternoon. What about you?
1: I'm getting a flu shot. That's for sure on the agenda you got to get a flu shot. Yes. I'm um, have to go do some work at the Grand Ole Opry tonight. You know, they had had the ACMs there for two weeks, like setting up sets and stuff, so it's finally clear, and I'm kind of backlogged on the Grand Ole Opry TV show that I host and produce. So I'm going out there today, and then this evening, probably, uh, probably chill like a villain.
0: All right. Just so chill. chill yeah, like,
1: like a villain, villain. yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.